Audio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the Daftest Scottish Football Podcast around. I'm Stephen Purden and let's welcome the team. First, a man who's getting a wee bit excited about the Celtic kit potentially leaking online this week. It's Chris Toll. Nice hat, mate. Thank you. The man from Plenty. You say yes. The baddie for Scarface, mate. I can't, I can't, I can't wait from these images. That's honestly, I know. Busted, mate. I feel like a win. I feel like a win, honestly. I am buzzing for it all. And now welcome a man who this week has taken to drinking pink gin and lemonade and thinks it's a cocktail. It's Grado. Are you, mm-hmm. uh, how are you doing? I, I, what's the second intros of that? I had I drank a fucking pink gin and... What was it? I had pink gin and lemonade last night on the Red Sun Daft podcast. I love that. I love That's pink tiny. gin. That's tiny. Very refreshing. But, I, put uh, me, I put me raspberries in mine as well. Oh, lovely. Well, that seems I gorgeous. Bet, I, bet you, I bet you any money the guys for gangs of London drink gin and pink lemonade. <laughs> Do not so fucking that, yeah. get me started on the gangs of London. Is it good, mate? No. No. Right. Okay. It's like, do you know what it's like? <clears throat> it's like the boys they made in Chelsea have just all of a sudden became fucking game in Gallus. Oh, and they so walk like, about hinking their gangster. And Nando's they, here cut, cut aye, full fucking swaggering they, about hinking their solid. They, they go for an Nando's and they fucking insta their enemies and say, I'll meet oh. you down at the fucking sub club or something. You know what I mean? Seriously, is that, is that for real? Is that the sort of that shit? That was like. It's, do you know what? The action, the action scenes in it, they spent a bit of dough on it. The action scenes are phenomenal. They're really, really good, but the rest of it is fucking powder puff. Is it really? Aye. And my there's no fury amongst them. No, mate. Mate, see if see if this see if this mob wanted to walk down New Jersey, man, and bump out the Sopranos. Fucking games a bogey, mate. He's no kicked in. Aye. Part of hey, that was alright. What else has been happening, lads? Everyone well, 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 so the day was, was quite a, a weird one, to be honest with you. Um, I could be very, very, very close to getting my absolute hero on this podcast through a gravedigger. Your hero, <laughs> as in AKA Jerry Polini. Jerry Polini, yes. Come on, in Rangers. Jerry the Undertaker. What? How the fuck does Jerry Polini know the Undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> He's the, the no, he wasn't an undertaker, he's a grave digger for the coon, so it was quite... He's a wrestling um, manager now. So I went round to, it was, my, it was my mum's birthday today, and obviously I went round to her grave, and I noticed that there was two grave diggers at the bottom of the cemetery, and uh what? Plot, uh, the cemetery. The cemetery? Is that or do you still no no call it that, that in your way? Is that no something to do with maths? Aye. No, is, is that, that like cemetery? Is that, is that another... See, I see, I didn't know you used to say it like that. Cemetery. We say cemetery. Um, so, <laughs> the cemetery, man. So, I'm at the cemetery, right, and I see these two grave diggers, and I'm like, ah, this fucking Ian Cashmore used to play with the buffs. No way. Tidy. So, I'm like, ah, right, and the fucking... I noticed that the, the cemetery was empty, right? There was no other funeral zone, so it wasn't as if I was being disrespectful. But I go at the buffs tune off YouTube and started blasting it. Obviously, he pops up, turns around, no, it's fucking good, I'm like, cash We are Wait a minute. You're doing this at your mom's grave. No, mate. I know, mate. It was so bizarre, right? But he's a buffs legend, man. 
and knew he's a grave digger. In fact, I knew he was a grave digger because I know this sound, this might be kind of daft, right? But or kind of morbid or whatever. But the, the day I'm always buried, we were at the, the graveside there, the, the, and when we were kind of lower, lower down, obviously the council grave digger stood next to you. And I just felt I one of them put his horns on my shoulder, and I'm like, ah, as I fucking lay my mind to the ground, right? Or meant to be dead serious. I turn around and I can double take them out. I fucking cash you for the buffs. I'm like, fucking hell, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> It didn't even be the saddest moment in my life, man. I'm like, ah, fucking bullshit. He's standing right next to me, man. <laughs> so I'm talking to him about that. I mean, he, was, he was like, aye, that. He says, look, I felt kind of awkward there that day. He says, I didn't even know how to do it. I says, no, look, you totally take my mind right off it, man. So I was down thinking about buffs things and all that with fucking Ian Cash. We used to play for A United and stuff like that. Um, so. Mowing your mother into the ground and you turn around and say, Doing it, Cashy? He's kind of talking away about that, and we get talking about the show and stuff. As he listens into it, um, shout wow. out to Cashy Man who scored 108 goals for the Buffs. That's a lot of goals, man. Wow, goals. Yeah. Oh, aye, that was a fucking a weirdly, weirdly experience today. And I'm always just sitting talking about Jerry Pelini, man. Bet you, man, for the next for the next two or three weeks, man, there's going to be somebody pure swaggering about the symmetry, blaring out the buffs trying to find Cashy, man. <laughs> Grado just walking around. People are morbid looking at their dead, their dead loved ones and you're walking about with the tune, the buffs tune, blaring, Cashy! <laughs> you're fucking old programme signed and all that. <laughs> you know what I found the other day in my dad's room? What this programme? Go to see you, man. Shit, He's running, running, running the full symmetry, checking every headstone for fucking cash work. <laughs> sitting, sitting at the grave, waiting on him coming back. You fucking sitting. <laughs> no, he, oh. made the, he, was, he was cool as fuck, but that, I mean, as I say, I didn't want to bring up that, that story because it's always played in my mind that how he was standing right next to me, man. And I'm like, fucking, how are you doing, mate? I said, it's an outstanding story, man. I know, I, I know. But point. as I say, he's he's just texted me there, I gave him his number, um, and he's, he's messaged Jerry Polina. Surely yeah. some fucker who's been listening to this podcast and knows Jerry Polina and tells him, what, yeah, they're no. not talking about you on their show every week. I don't. I'm going to tell you something now, mate, right? See, for the past few weeks, Aye. us three have been working on getting Jerry Seriously? Aye. Is it hard? I, I, I managed to contact his niece on Twitter. Right. John, John got a hold of him somehow, and I'm sure Stevie's had some sort of fucking, some sort of contact with somebody Edo. that knows him. How Does much he know like me? How much will you give me for Jerry Polini's mobile number? <laughs> I've got it. I was going to do it for your birthday, but you're going to spoil it. Oh, oh. We're going to do it oh. your birthday. Right, right well, hold on, my birthday's in two weeks' time. Two episodes' time, is it no? In two no, weeks. Let me see my, my big birthday bash special with Jerry Polini. Come on. Right, two weeks' time, I will get Jerry Polini on this show for your birthday. Yeah, I've mean, been seeing the best, see the best part is, grads. Guess who's on that is? On the the uh, Legends Lottery in two weeks, mate. Me, oh. guess, guess who I'm going to be bringing on to the Legends Lottery in two weeks, mate. Who, Cashy? Fucking <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Polini, you bastard. Boys, it's my birthday in two weeks, and all he's getting a stone for me. Do you know what I've got for you, Stevie? Fucking Scott Sinclair. Peter Hustra. Peter, aye. 
Boys, two words for you. Two words. All right. Scottish football. What did you think? Something that can I? I've just zoomed out. I'm just saying zoom because I'm on zoom, but I've kind of zoned out it, to be honest with you. I know. It's fucking zoom every day. It feels like I'm sure I'm not the only man. There's been folk listening at home that's just having to do these zoom calls, but as I say, it's, it's Scottish football. It seems that it's been fucking decided those zoom calls. Well, this time last week we were recording this. The dossier was getting presented. Mm-hmm. That's right. Bit of a mess, isn't it? Aye. But, you know, you know that, I don't know what to say about it, to be honest with you. I, I, I genuinely don't fully understand it. I'm not going to lie. I don't get me. I'm, I, I don't understand it. I'm, I feel as, I feel like an idiot because I feel like I should have an opinion on it, whether it's one way or the other. I kind of feel as if, oh, you need to side with the Celtic supporters here, you need to side with Celtic. That's, I don't understand it, and that's not a lie. Toll, I'm exactly the same. I feel bad coming on here no having a pure opinion like fucking Doncaster should be out and do do do. Aye. I just feel as if there's fucking there's so much happening in the world right now. There's all this shambles, the pandemic stuff like that. It's happy fucking But but lads, we're nearly back. We've got fucking Bundesliga action coming up. Yes, the German football. back. Live football. Live football this weekend on BT Sport. Mate, the ratings for this is for BT on Sunday or whatever are going to be through the roof, I reckon. If we've still got those subscribe, people will be turning back on the subscriptions for this shit, won't they? Do you know what we should do? Do you know what we should do? Let's pick a team. Let's pick a German team. Bayern Munich. Oh, for fuck's sake, Corey Hunter. No, no, no. Can I have Bayern Munich, mate? How? They pump Team 7-0 every week. All right, can I have Bayern Munich? Right, okay, right, right, right. No, 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 no. I think you should be allowed Bayern Munich because I want to be Dortmund. Right. I bet well, Dortmund are a bit, they're, they're, they're not like, what, sometimes they'll like you doing the cut in the odd time, do you know what I mean? What about Munchen Gladbach, are they in the, the number one thing? They in... Yes, they're, they're away to Eintracht Frankfurt this weekend. Really, right, well I'm going for Munchen Gladbach. Who are you going for, Toll? Dortmund? Yeah, I'm, going, I'm Dortmund, mate, who are you going for? Yeah, I'll go for Red Bull Leipzig. <laughs> Fucking no for you to pick a new team, eh? <laughs> Yeah, we bet. Sorry. What about you, John? Who are you taking? I'll take... I've been to Hertha Berlin game before, so I'll take Hertha Berlin. Are oh, you're in the half-past, but you've got Bayata at centre-half. <laughs> oh, shit. I saw you. Another wee new bit this podcast every week, man. The Chris Toll rumour mill. And then oh, the, brilliant. I've never heard of this. off the press this week, Chris? Just to a check. Right. Is Tommy Wright driving up, Edmondson driving up? No, but do you know what? Uh, there's somebody driving up the fucking the runway at Old Trafford. And who's that? Uh, apparently, Moussa Dembele is on his way to Man United for 61 million quid. Aye, but, that, but that's like true. That's proper news. What's in your rumour mill? No, what fucking Tommy Wright got at Rangers. Do I, know, do I know my rumour mill? What I read yesterday. Mm-hmm. Rangers, Rangers are going to sign Yanis Hadji on a permanent deal and sell him the same day to Lazio for double the money. There's a rumour <laughs> for me. <laughs> I love how he's pure serious and that he's fucking... Telling you, man. Four and a half million for there, nine million in the skyrocket. Watch this. So, honestly, man, 
See, since we've been into lockdown, man, your imaginations it, it cracks me up. It's brilliant. Aye. You know what I mean? And, and, that and that is a genuine thing I read last night. Seriously? I, 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 couldn't be, I couldn't believe that something like that happened, by the way. Wouldn't it surprise me? And remember, if you have any banter for us, please get on the Twitter at Football Daft Pod, Football Daft Podcast on Instagram, and just search Football Daft on Facebook. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Right, so if you've been in a road traffic accident and you're not at fault, G4 Claims can make it easy for you. They can provide you with complete accident management support you require. They'll recover your costs from the at-fault party and sort out a like-for-like vehicle replacement. They'll also organise your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and return to you. Should your vehicle be deemed a write-off, they'll recover the pre-accident value of your car and write you a big fat cheque for it. And best of all, it won't cost you a penny as they charge the at-fault insurance directly. G4 claims don't cold call, they don't buy data, and once they've processed your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. The best thing is, the call on the team over there won't take on your case if they don't think that they can help. So if you've been in a road traffic accident, or know someone that has got on the G4 claims on 01698 767172, that's 01698 767 get them at and find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4, G4 Claims. claims. Not at fault claims. Made easy. easy. Football Daft's big question. Right, there are players that come to your club and you think that they're shite. Fast forward a few years and you look back and you think, maybe they weren't as bad as what you first thought when you see some of the players that go in your squad now. So we've got to say thanks to Wayne. Wayne, for this week's big question, he asked on Twitter to put this out to everybody. What terrible player that played for your team, would you have back in your current squad? That's a good question. It's a very good question, actually, isn't it? Do you know mm-hmm. something? I was now BBC Scotland are doing the old reruns, the old Firm games and all that, classic yep. matches. Mm-hmm. I was watching, I think, was it the 3H game? But, do you know who, when you look at some of these games, who I thought he was fucking rank rotten, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind a bit he's dig, and a bit he's just in, a, in your face. Morris Ross, he wasn't he? When you watch some of these back, Aye, he was, really? He was he looks all right. I was talking to big Stevie about it on Twitter, man. He, he did look all right in these games. You're going back then you're thinking he was shite, but see Aye. now, man. He'd maybe walk into the team. De- definitely. Aye. I can he was constantly fucking pelting Morris Ross, I remember he was, wasn't mm-hmm. he? I'm trying to think actually. Um right, so do, do, do you know who I'm? Uh, I mean, that actually, I was going to actually maybe see him. Dragan oh. <laughs> Gary Bowen. Gary Bowen, man. I think, like, I don't know, man. Like, what about for Marvin Gale? <laughs> Marvin. Gale. He didn't even get. Did he? Did he even come on? Marvin. Marvin Gale's not a person, mate. Marcus Gale. Oh, Marcus Gale. Marvin, you think the Marvin Gale, the, the singer? <laughs> You heard it through the grapevine, money, money. What's going on? What's going <laughs> on? When Simon Marcus Gale was getting ready to uh, enter the pitch as a sub, Jim Walter Smith went like, let's get him on. <laughs> <laughs> I, but we didn't even get, get the chance to see Marvin, Marvin Gale. I'm saying it again. It's Marcus Gale, <laughs> isn't it? Fucking fuck me, man. 
What actually happened at Rangers? Remember he signed him and Eagle Austin stad and all that at the same time? Aye, Eagle Austin stad. Honestly, see when we signed Eagle Austin stad, I remember me and my mate got to the shop, getting a couple of rolls, we got the paper, the headline in the paper was, the Eagle has landed. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, it wouldn't have been quite as catchy if they had wrote the Austin stand has landed. <laughs> <laughs> rotten, man. Ah, he was, mate. He was absolutely... Mm. He wouldn't get a game for us, you know? No. By the way, I'm genuinely thinking just now. It's a very hard question. I'm trying to think somebody that's maybe played it in a fucking... Pookie. Pookie fucking couldn't stop scoring last season for Norwich, man. I know. I still think he'd be shite if he came back up here. Hey, we're a bit fucking thinking about it now. Maybe Waghorn. Was he still bagging him in? Waggles? Nah. Nah. Nah, man, he's... He wouldn't get a game for us now. No I chance. Remember, remember we're not just talking about players that are still playing the now, are we? Uh, no, 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 no. Just players that you thought were shite in your team. So, I'm, like, do you know who would maybe get a game for us now? <laughs> Fucking Basil Bowley. Aye, aye, Basil Bowley. Yeah, Basil Bowley was shite. He was shite for us. He only played the old when a Champions League medal. He won the Champions League the year before we signed him. Aye. I signed him in the summer after he fucking won the European Cup. Aye. Right, let's see what some of the listeners said. Kenny Dubia, there's a good shout for Kenny. Exactly. Alex Cleland. Cleland, right back. He scored a hat-trick against Keith at Pataudry. Alex Cleland. Never played another game of football after Alessandro Del Piero turned him inside Oof. out. Yeah, Alex Cleland was a good, he good, he done a good job for us. Chris McDermott says Matt Doherty stand out at Wolves now had a bad spell at Hibs. What a player! Mm-hmm. By the way, Matt Doherty. He's my fantasy football. I see the amount of points he gets me every week, man. What a player! Really? Ah, he's brilliant, man. Brilliant. Showed his disco shoes. Pretty much every player pre-2012 would have walked into this side until about 18 months ago and immediately been captain and best player. I don't know about that, mate. Remember we had Sebo in fucking 2008 or 2007, whenever it was, and Jean-Pierre Fan Fan, fucking hell. Aye. The famous Kelly supporter, Gordon Sawyers, has chose Josh McGinnis. Josh McGinnis, Aye. I Aye. Aye. DT said, Pookie, there you go, Chris. Pookie. Grant Mun, Umar Sadiq. <laughs> oh no! I, I cannot believe that Grant Mun's a Roma fan. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Bell, Conterman, just for that goal against Celtic. What a goal uh, that was! Yeah, he was he was very bomb scared at the time, wasn't it? And that's uh, the name that stuck with him. I was at that game and see the noise that the ball hit when it hit the net. Really? Oh, he must have heard it at about fucking 350 mile an hour, man. What man. That, was. that was a right good old-fashioned old firm, man. That was a, that was a battle that night. I remember that night like yesterday, man. What a fucking goal that was. Brian Burnett, a heart supporter. Robbie Nielsen, such an underrated player. Mm-hmm. Robbie Nielsen. He's a nice guy. I bumped into him. Boozer Don Pablo nice says Morris Edu. There's a shout. Ooh, but I never thought Edu was shite. And again, he scored that last minute goal. Aye. In the last dying seconds. What about Willie? Jeremy Clement. Aye, right. I'll crack a joke, Willie. Who was who was who was in centre who half? The Swedish boy we had that year as well. Spencer. Oh. Aye, Carol Spencer. Carol Spencer. Oh, man. 
Like when signed him, man. Remember the first game of the season when Rangers, uh, when he scored. Remember he scored the header. It was one chinging another one or something like that. Aye, something like that, wasn't it? Ah, well, who cares? They're all shit anyway. They were thinking. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Coronavirus has swept across the planet, and as we remain in lockdown, businesses worldwide are suffering. That's why Begbie's trainer want to help with a brand new podcast, Business Rescue. Join one of the UK's leading experts in corporate recovery, Gerald Krasner, as he offers advice on the best ways to get your business back on track. As a former chairman of Leeds United and an administrator of both Bournemouth and Port Vale, this week he's looking at the effects on football across the country. I think most of them in one form or another will still be around because every town wants its football club and needs it. However, some of them may have gone through a restructuring or insolvency process to get there. Find Business Rescue on your favourite podcast provider now. The Legends Lottery on Football Daft. Right, uh, every week on Football Daft, it's our mission to find where the cult heroes are on the Legends Lottery. Toll's putting Tat on acting all smart because he's done his last week. Grado oh done his. See my reaction when a fanboy for Henry Larson here. <laughs> Henry Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's the Legends Lottery. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Calm down. Right, so this week, obviously, it was on me to get somebody with drink. Boys, drink a donut with drink. Jules Rousset. Is it Steve Dykstra? Ah, oh, Steve Dykstra. No. <laughs> I have. See if this is Jerry Polini. I'm going to die through the fucking window. So, if it's Jerry Polini, I'm going to. Oh my god. What an exciting grade, I can't wait, because we are going to get him on this. Right, boys, let me tell you something. Right? It is not Jerry. <laughs> oh. Right. No, this is going to be a letdown now, unless it is Henry Larson. Well, well, mate, you started at last, and I'm going to fucking let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Scott Sinclair. Oh, you're a fucking dancer. Ask right, him if he's Mura's number. <laughs> <laughs> he played 178 games for Greenock Morton. He played 273 games for St. Johnson. He's back at Morton. He won a Scottish Cup at St. Johnson. His brother is a wrestler. He's a bit of a St. Johnson legend. It's the one and only Chris Miller. Chris Miller? Who's oh his son? Yeah. Who's his son? Craig Anthony Ralston. He's his brother, Simon Miller. brother? Craig's his brother. Fucking way. That's how I go to touch him. So I was talking to Craig the other night and I just went, Here you. Drink your brother, do I come on this? And he went, Aye. That's it. No way. Aye. Right. He's ready to come on. Well, I'll just bring him in then. Go for it. How you doing, lads? Is alright? How you doing, Chris? Oh man, the resemblance to your brother, no? Holy! <laughs> I've just felt them in saying he's might know his brother. His brother's a wrestler. They didn't even know you were Craig's brother. Uh, no, the natural. The natural. <laughs> you totally coming on. By the way, I tell you what, your brother's your brother's going places. Oh, he's really good. By the way, is he good? Awful good. So where are you now? You're at Morton, now, aren't you, mate? Nah, I've been there for the past two seasons. Aye. How's it going there, man? Where are you in the league now? Well, we were kind of sitting just about mid-table, just off that. We were on a good run, but in January, we hadn't lost, we'd lost like 
two games, one of them was a cup game against Tibbs since January, so we were in a good bit of form as well. And so for us, it was a wee bit of disappointment to finish it because there wasn't much between it. Do you know what I mean? Relegation was close, but we could get into a playoff place as well. So we were kind of in between all that. I've got your I've got your brother on my Facebook and you pop up on my Facebook all the time uh, in the people you may know section. So I was like, oh, why is this footballer on my friends and my Facebook thing? But now I know. But I, I taught him some of his first moves when we were younger. We, we used to play wrestling in the uh, <laughs> in the room. So one of the times we're playing wrestling, I've got Mark McGrath press, and I drop him right, and as he falls, he hits the deck, and he gets bud. And I look up and he bursts it into tears, right? <laughs> so we used to have double, 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 double uh, dunk, bunk, bunk beds, should I say? So I jump under one of them. I was like, hey, me man, you're all right. I was like, you're fine, you're fine, don't greet. Because mum and dad will absolutely hammer us here if you don't feel greeting. I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, right? I was like, so I'm getting my cuddle and all that. And he's like, Chris, it's, it's, it's really sore. And I look, where is it? He's like, it's his shoulder. So I look at his shoulder, his collarbone's sticking up like this. Oh, <laughs> oh don't try this at home, mate. <laughs> Oh my god. I think he did stairs tell him I'm out to the hospital went. So I think I gave him his first introduction into his first bump. <laughs> <laughs> so you keep sweating all that, mate, you get drills your day and every day and all that, just try to keep your body ticking there? Aye, aye. It started, I think like everybody else I was on a drink quite a wee bit, I won't lie, you know what I mean? It was like um, three, four days out of the week I was having a, having a drink and stuff. But I was still trying to keep training just before the lockdown happened. Uh, me and Craig actually kitted out my, my garage at the back. We just ripped it out, it was full of the stuff, got a wee cellar underneath my stairs, so put all the stuff in there, we flared it, got a squat rack, some bars, some weights and that, so it's been a godsend actually, because, you know, like, like, I love gym in it and, I, uh, and if I didn't have that, it would have drove me insane, so I've managed to keep uh, my, my strength sessions up and just, just running, doing 5Ks, 10Ks, so oh, I keep as fit as possible. So what is it you're, you're doing at Greenock, is it you, the coach, is it you, you work in or? I'm still playing, like, I, I'm, I'm still playing. Oh, yeah. I thought, you were, I thought you were a coach, mate. No, no, I'm playing, so uh, I'm 37 now, so, but I'm still playing. My like, contract's up to the, to the middle of June. Ah, it says the 10th of June, mate. 10th of June, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so going to miss like a bead when comes on this show, man. I was fucking... <laughs> Everybody's sweating, that's the problem. No, that's what's got to say. Well, what's going to happen with your contract? If I, I mean, I know you probably can't. You don't really want to disclose all the details, but it must be a bit of a worrying time for you, or at least anxious to find out what's going to be happening. Do you know, everybody's the same boat, and I think that's that's what gives people comfort. Uh, I still want to play another another, another season. Uh, try to keep myself fit as possible. So just waiting to hear back from Officer Martin, see what the plans are. But it's difficult because obviously with all the reconstruction stuff that was going on, that's just kind of been settled and finalised. So. Hopefully within the next week or two, you get a rough idea. And for all players, well, you're going to get off a new contract or you maybe have to find employment elsewhere or in our club or, or whatever it may be. So it's, it's just worrying times, but I'm lucky enough. I'm at the end of my career. And, uh, you know, I've, I've not been daft. I've put a wee bit of money behind, make sure that I've got a day PT and that. And so I'll, I'll be okay that way, but you just want to kind of know so you can actually plan for the future. I, I, I think. It's mate, when I think of football and I think of like, Scottish football, I just think... I- when your name comes up, I just think St Johnston, St Johnston, St Johnston, because you were there, what, 10 years or something? Aye, aye. aye how hard was it to leave St Johnston? Oh, it was, I was gutted, you know what I mean? I never got away. I, I got let go. Aye. That was hell. I got let go. So, but it was great, you know what I mean? 10 years there, I got a testimonial, won a Scottish Cup, playing Europe with top, top six finishes. You know, we can establish ourselves as, as a top six team. And 
one at Celtic Park, one at Ibrox. Uh, so I did all the things that I wanted to do in my football career. So it, it made some great relationships, a great bond with the fans, all the backroom staff there. And as it's like, it's like leaving a family member, do you know what I mean? That's what it felt like at the time. But these things happen in football and, and uh, you're disappointed at the time. But when you look back now and I can reflect, it's still a great, great uh, rapport with the fans up there, great rapport with the club. And, it was, it was the best time of my career. I went here. I went over you. See, obviously, you're the, you're the, your period playing with St. Johnson. Who was probably the best player you played with? Was it was Jenkins? It was Sandaza. Sandaza. Fran was, Fran was a brilliant player, honestly. Like, one of the greediest bastards I've ever played with. Never <laughs> passed the ball. At any time you get the ball, you'd, you'd have a tap in. And he'd have to shoot. And you used to do a single thing. I had no hanger. I had no hanger. Fran, I'm standing here open, passing the fucking ball. I had no hanger. <laughs> yeah, that was but it was brilliant for us. It was absolutely spell to play that season, but uh, probably one of the best players in terms of stature. Jody Morris, you know, like Jody Morris, a good player, mm. wasn't he, man? Brilliant player, seeing the, the uh, Chelsea assistant yes, manager, and, that. and that's one he always said. But I used to pick him up and travel up and do the Perth every day. He, he was he was banned for driving at the time, so I'd pick him up at the house and uh, and he'd just pals with the boys, Frank Lampard. Real Ferdinand's or John Terry's all these kind of boys. You tell you stories. It was brilliant for me as a, as a kind of somebody to well. update and model your game on. And but he always said that he says, "Look, Lamps is going to when he gets a job, I'll be his assistant." <gasps> he always knew that, and, and so it proved. Die, and it just shows mm-hmm. they played together, and obviously a, a good friendship and that. And that's how it works. It. You get any aspirations to go into that side of things, Chris? Ah, you know, obviously. So I've done since I left school. I wasn't daft at school. I did all right. Got my hires. Got a degree and all that as well. And so what is your degree in then? Uh, sports journalism. Brilliant. I've done that. So, but as you're saying, I, 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 do you know Tom English? He's a nice guy. He's a, he's a nice guy. It's a bit stick on social. On social. Aye, he does. It, it puts his opinion out there, and that's what he's paid to do, isn't he? Aye. Chris, were you in the St. Johnson team that Big Virgil Van Dyke walked through and scored that goal? I was I was actually injured that game, but I was watching it. I started seeing it. <laughs> 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 I just I offered him a square goal one time during a game. But... <laughs> Did you? I like, he was playing against this and he's ran through and we came together, right? And bang, he started dead film. Next time I'm up and I'm squaring up and that. I'm looking up to him last. But no, you're not backing down. We guy angry. We, are, we guy anger on that. Aye. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he just taps and he's like, it's okay, wee man, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but see how, do you get from a players that see like old firm players? Did you ever, did they ever kind of get in your head and wind you up about certain stuff when you played against them, like the kind of the top, top level guys? Aye. Yeah, yeah. Here's stories like uh, when Craig Bellamy was playing against Clyde. Aye, that kind of idea. Did you ever get that shit out of him? And all that in the, in the summer. Oh, well, the first time we played Celtic, uh, we just we get promotion that year from the championship, and the first time at Celtic Park, which is brilliant for me because I'd, I'd start my career at Celtic, so it was great to get back here and, and play again. Uh, and it was like Scott Brown, and I played directly against him, and that, and we were looking a wee bit of niggle on that, and it just he says it a few times, like, "Yeah, give me my break of fucking legs." So he says, "Aye, aye." And I'm like, no, we just like, and I was like, I, I was like, any time, I'm here, any time. Ah, that's cool. Uh, but it's just a bit of gazemanship, and that's what it's all about. You can get into See the thing is as well, Chris, see with that, like, you're saying it gets into your head and stuff like that. See him saying that. See the next 50-50 tackle you're getting in for it. Maybe puts it in your head. Fuck. Better watch myself here, do you know what I mean? 
Definitely, definitely. I was always in mindset that I must be getting hissed a wee bit, but I must be getting that a wee bit. In the Aye, because if he's retiring like that to you, you must be getting hissed. I don't think I don't think much Scott Brown's got much in his head, to be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> How good was the see the dressing room the year you won the Scottish Cup at St Johnson? How good was that dressing room? Ah, it was brilliant. Do you know what I mean? It was like we had a lot of players who had like kind of St Johnson team at at, at period. We'd, we'd played together for a long time, so on with each other, and, and we were like, ah, let's see, like we we demanded each other. Like some the way we spoke to each other, my pitch man, you'd think we'd hated each other. It was like. Cunt this, mm. cunt that, do you know what I mean? If you don't, you finger it. But Aye. once we were in the dressing room, it was like totally... But actually, we ran it. And the good thing about Tommy was he allowed us to run it that way. And I think he respected the fact that we could manage a team for ourselves. Obviously, he made all the decisions. But brilliant. it was absolutely brilliant. And I think it's like... I was doing a hang yesterday for the St. Johnston TV. And it was like, they're showing the game, the St. Johnston Cup final game on Sunday. It's like an anniversary. So... They were doing like a week and a but just like this, like the podcast kind of thing, and just talking. And it was, I was on it with Big Brian Easton and Alan Manis at the same time. It was just, I haven't seen him in a like, big Alan a couple of years, and I haven't seen Easton in a wee bit. And it was just like we clicked right away. It's like just falling back into the same way as well. That's, that's when you know that you're, that you're tight, man. You know, like there's, there's certain mates that you don't speak to for fucking months and months, and then when you get together, it's just like a glove. You know what yeah. I mean? Aye. Aye. It's brilliant. That's when you know that you've got people that you can trust and you've got people behind you, kind of thing. Aye, definitely, man. Definitely. Greenock have got a quite good manager now. The, 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 the big, what do you call that? The ITD guy, is it? Big Hawking. He reminds me of my, my mate Derek Kerr. David, David Hopkin. I was like wondering on him. Aye, brilliant. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's a local guy as well. Uh, you know, when he started at Morton, obviously at Chelsea, Leeds had a fantastic career. Managed at Levy, Bradford, and actually he's really good. Uh, really enjoyed working under him. Uh, makes demands, you know what I mean? You've, like, you've got mm-hmm. to be fit. Uh, he was a hard man on all, wasn't he? He was a hard man on the oh, pitch. I mean, oh, so he strikes me as the sort of person that just wouldn't take any pressure off you either. No, definitely. He, some of his stories are amazing as well. He's just, he's just a good guy, gets it. I mean, he's a bit old school as well, which, which I like. Right. You know? When you're not doing it, he lets you know, and I think. And I'm not saying that it's all, all, all modern players, but some modern players don't shout them like that. You can't take it. Or, like, you're doing it Aye. because you want to win. It's exactly. I'm choking to know, um, what, did you did you work over under Johansson when he was at Morton? What was he like? Cause that's, um, did he, is that, was that the first kind of team he ever properly managed? Because I think he's always used to be an assistant or a coach. What was he like jumping into becoming like the first team coach manager? It was, didn't he quite work out, but did it? I didn't, but if you, a lot of you look at it, I think we finished fifth, well, we finished fifth that year, right? Which was right. not that time, especially as first. It was a whole new team. Mm-hmm. It was bad, don't get me wrong. It was the same, that league is so tight, so it could have went any, any way at some point. We, we were undefeated the last five games. I got on great with JJ. Like, I played with him. At, he was at Saint. He came to Saints for six months and he travelled up and down. So I got on great with him. Uh, I think it was just unfortunate with, with the way... It kind of worked out, I, you know. I'm not, but I love working with Hoppy. But it was nice if he'd have got another year to kind of build on what he had built on. Do you know what I mean? It's, it takes Aye. that time, but you get that kind of that blend right as well. He was but, on the right road, but you think? I, I think so at the time. I think you could see the way it was progressing. I think, don't get me wrong, it's, football fans are, are fickle at times, they want success instantly, and, and maybe they oh, didn't mm. the style that I play that he wanted to play. But as players, you've just got to go and. Uh, 
uh, and can say what your manager wants to do. But in terms of a guy, you you won't meet a nicer guy than Johnny Hansen, an absolute gentleman, a guy, and, and he knows his football. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, right. he's totally different from that old school style we're talking about. He wanted close opinions. If you want to know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I'm more like a canals and Wenger. Do you know that type of way? Aye. But I, you know, I'm an easy player to think and manage because I, you tell me to do something, I'm not like really a pure batch chatter. I'm like, okay, I'll go and do this. Don't know that. I'll have a nip and I'll put my finger across. But when I'm on the pitch, I'll try and follow your instructions the best you can. So, and I always make demands. Here. I'm a, I'm not a money bastard. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> little money thing, man. Nippy on the pitch, but off the pitch. I think that's the balance you need to have. One of the pitch, you make demands, but after the pitch, it's, I'm off for the banter, a team night suit. Aye. All that stuff. Aye, bring your brothers, Ern and all that. All that kind of stuff <laughs> off the pitch. Aye, of course. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you've been brilliant, <laughs> mate. Thanks for coming on, mate. I really appreciate that. that was a good surprise. That was a nice one. I like that. Tell Craig I'm asking for him. Aye, send Craig my love, mate. Aye. All the best, my man. Take care, Aye. bud. All the best, mate. Good Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there we go, boys. Scottish Cup winner on the Legends Lottery, Chris Miller, brought to me via my new BFF wrestling buddy, Aye. Craig. Cool. How do you think that rates, boys? Do you think that's a bet? Do you think that'll rate higher than Grado's? What have you got? 3.6, mate? Jamie, You're man, not he was um, all right. He was all right. Who was yours? Who was yours last week again, Tom? Mine was Mickey Weir, Hibs legend. Oh, right. He was great. So, so I scores are in for Toe for last week as well. So out of all the votes we got it in, unfortunately, Mickey Weir got 2.2. So Gredo's still in the lead with a 3.6. Mickey, just know that you were five points in my heart. So Troops, he's a wee score in for Chris Maring. That was a really nice chat. He's a Scottish Cup winner. Genuine lad. So Genuine lad. <laughs> Yes, he's a genuine lad. He's one of the boys. Lad. He's a genuine, genuine lad. lad. You won't fucking find Chris struggling by the name. Tell you that. <laughs> I know. Right, okay, I'll go for I'll go for three out of five. What? Being honest, I don't want you fucking bait me, Dave. I'm being honest. Gredo was three point six. Hi. Here, who? Just the fans that decide anyway, innit? Aye, I know, the fans decide. Aye. Aye. The, the, the listeners. The ten folk that reply to us on Twitter. Well, guys, ladies and gentlemen, viewers, listeners, remember that Chris Miller started his career at Celtic. Aye, I saw that. I'm surprised <laughs> you never fucking brought it up. He's not, he's not that genuine a lad, really, is he? <laughs> 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 It's now time for our Beer 52 teaser. For your chance to win a case of beer, all you have to do is answer the question we put to you. Last week we asked you, who is the only Ballon d'Or winner to have played for a for Scottish club? Fairly easy one, this. It was George Best, who obviously played for Hibs. Congrats to our United supporter, Douglas Harper, who won it. Did you know that, boys, eh? Aye. Aye, it's easy winner. Easy winner. Did, you know did you know that George Best's name rearranges to go get beers? That's brilliant. It makes me laugh so much because he was such a Jake Paul. <laughs> See, do you know what? I thought you had said that and you tried to recover yourself. I thought no. you went, aye, I thought you went and you, you just fucking went even worse because he's such a Jake Paul. There you go. Another exclusive from Chris Toll. This week, it's a bit tougher. Since 1990, there have been 12 players who have played in the World Cup third and fourth place playoff who have also played league football in Scotland. Can you name six of them? Woofed. 
You can yeah, answer by commenting on the link on the Football Daft Facebook page or tweet your answer to at Football Daft Pod. Winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK. And you can get a free beer from Beer 52 as well. You can get free beer from Beer 52 as well. It's a monthly subscription service for beer, which they source from some of the greatest small batch breweries around the world. They theme cases every month with previous themes, including Germany, South Africa, Korea, New Zealand, and more. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash draft, and we can sort out free beers if you cover just £4.95 for the postage. You normally get eight, but as you're a football daft listener, we will give you two extra free beers. So that's a total of 10 free beers. So just go to beer52.com slash daft. That's the word beer and the numbers five and two dot com to get your first case of 10 beers for free. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Let's welcome a man who made his name at clubs such as Falkirk, East Fife, Livingston, St Johnston and probably most famous for his time at Gretna. It's the good doctor himself, Kenny Duker. Are, are, you, actually, are you actually a, do- a real doctor? <laughs> I, I, I'm, a real, I'm a real doctor, I, I, so you, I, I've not got my certificate that I can prove it to you right now. Have you got a practice or that? <laughs> I, my certificate's hanging up in my wall in my practice. So, because obviously when you used to call you a good doctor, and I thought you were maybe just like a paramedic or a St. John's ambulance kind of volunteer guy, but you are actually a doctor that diagnoses rashes and... Rashes? Have <laughs> you got a rash, you actually okay, any, Credo? No, I mean, I get, I get, I've had a few fungal infections now and again. <laughs> but it's always cortisone all the time. The, the teeth ages to kick in that, doesn't it? I, if, if you've no, if your hygiene's not up to scratch, it can take a week to clean up. It's just because obviously I'm in a leotard every weekend. Now and again, it can flare up. <laughs> I got a bit of chaffing. I think I've got a thing called. Well, I know I have. I've told my doctor, and he, he's kind of. I've more or less got him to agree with me. I've got a thing called myalgia parasphaletica. Right. You know what that is. Is that is that the uh, numbness in the thigh or something? Aye, that's exactly it. <laughs> it kills me seeing the middle of the night. I wake up and my my um, my, my, my thighs in agony. But you type it into that. It tells, tells you Google that it just tells you to just stop wearing tight clays. <laughs> is there anything else that I can get? I'm, I'm supposed to be going to to go to hospital to go and see it to see if they can see if it needs physio or if it needs an injection or something like that. But do you think it can be cured? Because it's I hate it. <laughs> there, there, there isn't much you can there isn't much you can do about it. To be honest, it, it normally goes away itself. No, it's not going away, mate. I've had it for two years. Oh, I it, it, I wake up in the night screaming, big man. It's it's killing me. It really is. I'm really suffering here, doctor. Well, no. Basically, what, what my doctor done was um, he put me on the proxen, but it didn't really do much. Kenny, we did, we did get you on to talk about football and that as well, mate. This isn't just like a one to one. Dial the doc. Do you know what I mean? Right. I've got one more doctor question. Sorry, right? My doctor a couple of years ago told me that I was a hypochondriac. Is that allowed for him to say that? <laughs> well, I think honesty is the best policy, is it? No. Right. I would say so. That. Right, also, I've done a test for ADHD on the internet and it came back 95% positive. Does that look as if I've got that or not? <coughs> I, I'm, there's absolutely no doubt about you having ADHD, mate. 
that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing. That means just means you're tuned in. Exactly. Aye, so I'm smart. No. I listen no, to their I eyes. Mean you're smart, Gregor. It means you're tuned in, but sometimes you're fucking tuned out. Right. Aye. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. So that's Graham Steve's consultation finished. So Kenny, before we get into that football stuff, presumably as a doctor, you've been working on the front line with COVID nineteen. How's that been? Um, it's it's been uh, different. I mean, we I haven't been seeing that many patients face to face, but when you do see the the any patients. Even if you didn't think that they've got the virus, you're going to gown up, mask up, goggles, all the rest of it. It's really, I mean, the worst thing about it is that it's, it's uncomfortable, it's impersonal, it, it makes folk feel uh, it makes folk feel uncomfortable as well. But I, luckily, the main thing that I've been dealing with with regards to the virus is the telephone triage. So overnight like speaking to people who maybe have uh, symptoms of the virus giving advice or try to assess whether they need to go into the hospital or no so that, that's been probably the most difficult thing is trying to make an assessment uh, over the phone um, whereas you're used to like in GP you're used to seeing people face to face you can you can examine them all the rest of it it's, it's no the it's no the same and it, it, it just it creates a wee bit more uncertainty, which is, is, is more difficult to deal with. Aye. Aye, so you can put a lot more fear into folk as well, because they're not comfortable. They want to actually see the doctor, don't they? But if you're not able to see them, it puts a bit of fear into them as well, doesn't it? Aye, well, they're maybe not getting the reassurance of seeing you face-to-face, but Aye. if you add in the fact that all that's going on in the media just now is coronavirus, this person's dying, this person's dying, this young person's dying, or He's no doing this. It's, it's all negative, negative, negative. And people are scared. Like, so, they, even with, like, a, like, with mild symptoms, people are scared because of the overload of information and negative and, uh, and worrying stories that are coming out. And everybody's, everybody's yeah. anxious about it. So, I mean, the, the, the NHS and that have, have set up, like, uh, websites and resources and everything to address this coronavirus anxiety. But mm-hmm. people are still people are still going to be anxious about it because you know people are dying and that's what's getting reported and I, I people are phoning me up and saying I've got this cough am I going to die and you know you've got to talk them back down and you know I mean 99 percent of folk will be fine with a cough like um, but you, you, you've got to make that reassurance. Eh? Kenny, how did you manage to balance your training to become a doctor with the football world as well? How hard was that? Well, I mean, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a football player before I started uni. I, I, I was kind of I played basketball and a bit of rugby and I played pub, pub football at the time. And uh, when, when, I start, when I was going to start at uni um, in October, in the July, I was playing for my pub football team and a friendly against a against a junior team and then the junior team wanted to sign me so I signed with the junior team because they were going to give me a tenner a week to, for my petrol to come home that I was going to do anyway uh, to play a game on a Saturday and then by the October I played with the junior team and then Falkirk wanted to sign me and it, it all just kind of happened uh, off quick but I was already in uni and um, it, was hard, it was hard being with Falkirk but no training with Falkirk, and 
Like, I was sent to train with Forfar and Arbroath, like, during the week, because I was up, I, I was up at uni in Dundee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, you were, you were not, you were only one of them. So you were like a, a you were a, almost like, yeah, I mean, they were very good to me, but you were kind of inconvenience type thing. So Aye. it was hard to get that motivation, especially with no playing. Like regularly in the first team, I was kind of playing me under 18s. Uh, I was still under 18 at the time. But then after that, I, years after that, I, I broke my leg a couple of times. So being at uni, I was just rehabbing for about 18 months. And by that time, I was probably more than halfway through my uni before you know I, I, I could even I could even play again. So um, I'm probably grateful that Falkirk and Alec Totten is it Alec Totten was the manager. Alec Totten, aye. He stuck with me and gave me a, a, another contract in that to uh, allow me to rehab. But I never really I wasn't really one of the boys because I was never there. I was part time. I was you can training with other teams. Uh, up, up near near the uni and, and not really getting a, a regular run in the team so it, 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 it didn't really it wasn't that enjoyable to be honest with you uh, back then but I, I kind of I stuck with it because I thought you know see once I finish uni I could I could like put the I could put the career on hold and give football a, a time if I just stick with it then. Aye, so, aye. that was kind of the, the motivation for five years was stick with it and uh, I'll maybe get a chance to focus on it 100%. It's not a bad situation to be in, though, is it? It's all right, man, isn't it? I don't know if I want to be a professional footballer or a doctor or not. My dad was a GP, eh? so he had always said to me, eh, keep your options open. So Aye. Eh, I was just taking his advice. Eh? Brilliant, man. But you ended up, you played for loads of clubs. So what, what's the best time you've had? What's your favourite club you've been at? I think I think the the promotion season at East Fife was absolutely amazing because that was the first time where I felt like I was uh, part like like part of the boys and one of the boys playing every week, training with the same guys all the time, and obviously it was a successful season and all the rest Aye. of it, um, and enjoyed that. Um, as far as like for me. Playing wise, I probably played my best stuff when I was at St Johnston. I was there Aye. a couple of times. Um, well, I was on loan for Gretna. I, 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 did, I enjoyed one season at Gretna. The rest, of, the rest of the time, it, it wasn't that enjoyable. But the, the whole time I was at St Johnston, both times was absolutely brilliant. Was Gretna time, just bonkers? But was it mental? Aye, I, 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 it's just like I, I, I got the call to say Gretna are interested in you. Because I was like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to stop uh, in the hospital. I'm going to put the career on hold, and I'm going to go on on trial somewhere. So I was thinking, right, I'm going to go on trial at like a first division team, or uh, I had a possibility of trial at Motherwell. And I was like, right, I'm, I'm all in on on that. I'm going to like take six months, and I'm just going to go full time. And I didn't care if I'm getting paid or no. I'm just going to go in and do it. And then my agency though, Gretna really want to sign you. And I'm like, Gretna, third, third division? No. No. <laughs> and, uh, no chance. No, no, I, exactly. And, it, and he says, hey, you'll, you'll no believe what's going on down there. Just come down and I bet you when you go away, you'll, you'll want to sign. So I went down and then it kind of made sense for me. 
to say, right, um, I'll, well, I'll start here. I get to be full-time. I've never been full-time. I can put all my efforts into it, and uh, it's not really gone in at the deep end of, like, first division Premier League, where I had never played before, really. Um, and uh, I went for it, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was an easy option, because um, I knew I was going to get paid, and kind of, it was starting at a lower level. I'm on 15 goals a season. So what was, what was Bruce Nelson like? Unpredictable. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, he, I, he just, uh, like in that season that I was, uh, I scored a few hat-tricks, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was like absolutely buzzing and he, he was saying things like, right, if you get another hat-trick, like I think I had scored one hat-trick in my, in my debut and he's like, right, if you get another hat-trick, I'll give you my Aston Martin. And I was like, <laughs> I'm definitely getting another hat trick. <laughs> so I ended up, I ended up getting six hat tricks, and I had the car for over a month. And, uh, and then he bought you a punto. No, I, I had a list on Primera. I swapped it with him for a, for the uh, for the Aston Martin. Eh? Aye. I bet you that. I bet you that. I will. The first time I went to fill it up, I. I, I I couldn't get the petrol cap off, eh? What <laughs> was to be thinking that I had nicked the car? I had a baseball cap on and, like, a trackie and, and all that. What was to be thinking I was, like... That's like great, all these jacks. Hey, don't fool know what I drive. <laughs> uh, yes, Gary, oh, in 2005, right, you were scoring goals for fun. You scored more than Samuel Eto'o, Thierry Henry, Ronaldo. How did that feel? Gary Pliny? <laughs> I was in There was a guy who wrote an article uh, on uh, on that, and I was just I was embarrassed in that, that article because it was something like forget Henri, forget this guy, the deadliest striker in Europe plays for Gret, and I was like, I can't even believe we're going to print that. <laughs> I heard that Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't buy the Daily Record anymore, cause. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually the Scots. I think it was the Scotsman or the Herald. It was actually a, a quality, a quality, quite a quality one. One of the big ones that you need to fold out. And the, the <laughs> one you could use as a sleeping bag, though. <laughs> me and Tol could, 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 could use them to tent. Fucking, it's a tent, man. I think the thing is, two of the pages don't even cover Grado's chippy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the chippy, what was? Oh, I get it! The fish is fucking <laughs> idiot. He means a takeaway from the chip ah, shop here. I get it, I just, I forgot because From I the fish and chicken bar. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> but Kenny, you're, you're out scoring name. Jeff Sterling is screaming your name on Sky Sports News every single week. Gretna getting to Scottish Cup finals. You must have felt like a superstar. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't say I felt like a superstar, but... Um, but Everybody was talking about it. In fact, there was one. There was one an incident. I was out in a nightclub, and it was it was just after it was just after the Scottish Cup final. And this boy came up to me and he goes, "You you look like this guy. You like this like this footballer. Like <laughs> uh, uh, Kenny Juker. Like <laughs> you are his absolute fucking double." And I was like. I was like, is this guy taking the absolute piss out of me here or, or what? And uh, 
No, but he, he wouldn't believe me. I had to show him my driver's license. No, or Kenny Juker. Oh, don't make I go to Aston Martin and get my license. <laughs> <I'll laughs> <see> my driving <laughs> license. <laughs> Brooks, tell this guy I'm Kenny Juker for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> See how when you when you played with Gretna and obviously when you were when you in at the SPL was going to the likes of Parkhead and Ibrox was that the, the biggest buzz for you as, as a team to go to these big stadiums and play in front of the big crowds was that what you buzzed off? So I missed I missed a lot of the season that, that Gretna were in the, the Premier League. Um, I, was, I actually went on loan to Northampton the, or something. The, uh, well, that was when Gretna were in the first division, and then I actually wanted to go to. Because Northampton were League One, I wanted to stay there, but Gretna wouldn't let me, and they 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 wanted to keep me for the Premier League. And then a month into the Premier League season, I hadn't started a game, they hadn't started me, and uh, St Johnson came in to take me on loan, and I was I was raging because obviously I had that I had the chance to go to Northampton previously, um, where I had had a great time. But anyway, I went away to St jo- St Johnson, but it was it was. I had to come back because it was an emergency loan and the transfer windows and everything. So I basically came back to Gretna and only played about 11 or 12 games. So I didn't, did I get to play Park? I maybe got to play Parkhead we got, and we got, we got beat or we got hammered. It wasn't very right. enjoyable. Right. <laughs> uh, but the, the Rangers game got me in my move to America. So like that was, that was brilliant. But, yeah, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. Do you take a drink? I, 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 I like a drink, I. How the fuck did you cope in Salt Lake City, mate? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they have state-licensed liquor stores, and my apartment block was next door to one. Ah, there we go. That's the answer, that. Two. Wait, hold on. Aye. What is this? Is this Salt Lake City? What is, is there a law that you can't be there? I'm laughing away. You got, got a certain amount of prohibition. Still there, well, they, they don't allow you, uh, like, they don't allow you to drink and stuff like that in certain places. And you can't buy spirits or wine in a supermarket. So right. you, it, that's got to be bought for a state licensed uh, liquor store. You can buy like you can buy like cases of beer in that, but it can't be above a certain uh, percentage. So how how does a Yank football team sign a player for Gretna? How does that come uh, about? You done it. <laughs> So my I, I was uh, I was the happy right and uh, basically I um, like my agent my agent wasn't really doing anything so like or I felt as if my agent wasn't doing anything. I know that feeling, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically had a, I had made a gentleman's agreement with Brooks and he'd said, "Look, I know you've been treated shabbily, and if." Uh, if something good comes along, I'll no stand in your way, right? Aye. So I took that as a green light to go and try and do stuff. So I basically, I basically emailed like I must have sent about two hundred emails or something. So I, I I sent emails to all the teams in like Australia, America, that's amazing, um, Switzerland, uh, the German second and third tiers. Austria, and because uh, I, ha- I had uploaded, uh, I had uploaded some. So it was difficult back then to like. Did you have a highlight reel or your goals? Aye. 
So, like, I had uploaded something onto a website, my pal had done it for me. That must have been about <laughs> six volumes, man, all your goals, Kenny, man. <laughs> oh, you would think, you would think so, eh? But, like, all that, all the, all the recording, eh, like, stuff that Gretna recorded was on VHS. <laughs> so, it, it was, it, it wasn't easy to, like, eh, Extract it. It wasn't easy to get that get uploaded. So, but luckily, I had the full of the Challenge Cup final with St Johnston, which was a good uh, a good game, and a few other games that I played with Northampton on Sky uh, live on Sky. So I, I had uploaded that. But Aye. basically, the the uh, the American the American I, I didn't even know who to send the emails to. I was sending it to generic club Aye. mailboxes, and I never heard anything back for like anybody. And uh, and for the American ones, if you looked on the MLS website, there was like it's like the one website, and then you could click on like all the different teams. So basically, there was like email addresses for like the front office staff, so like the 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 secretary or like the the the, the club shop, and it was the name of the person like John Dot Smith at RealSaltLake.com. So I started I started typing in. The managers' names and the coaches' oh, names. That's smart. That's smart. Putting the dots or no putting the dots and that. And I got a lot of delivery failures back. Aye. But they they go through. They go through. That's brilliant, man. Hey, by the way, it's no wonder you managed to get a fucking doctor at my man. Aye, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. He's intelligent as fuck. I but came what came what happened. So um, the the this agent for America phoned me. And says. Uh, I, I I've heard there's a couple of teams asking about you, and I got your name. I got your number for Kenny Miller, and I was like, "How the fuck is Kenny Miller got my number?" <laughs> <laughs> but he had. It was obviously Kenny Miller's agent, and he had Aye. like Aye. Kenny Miller had managed to find my number for somebody. But then this guy basically spoke to a few different, and then liaised with my agent, and it ended up that Real Salt Lake had kind of put in this discovery ticket that they can put in so they get first dibs on offering a contract because it's you sign with the league and uh, they came over to watch they came over to watch me and they were originally the general manager was going to watch me against Rangers and I was like oh you're kidding me <laughs> that's the worst possible game for me to come and watch me this is this is a disaster and then uh, obviously it was at Ibrox and I scored two goals and he was oh, supposed yeah. to be watching me midweek against uh, Kilmarnock as well but when I scored the two goals against Ibrox the phone started going to my agent and like there were other teams were sniffing about and he just was like no nah, I need to get this deal done and then that was on the Sunday I think the game was and then I, I was in Argentina on the Friday at pre-season You're joking that's well, amazing man. but see how when you were sending these <laughs> emails what kind of things were you saying was like Hi, I am a footballer in Scotland. I have scored so many goals. Were you putting in like the links to like being compared to Ronaldo and all this kind of carry on? So I, a CV I did a CV. I did a CV and then the, there was a link to the, the footage and I put in that I was a doctor and all the rest of it. And, <laughs> But that's a slight lie. There was one other team that got back to me, and it was uh, my mates had said, oh, I, dare you, I dare you to send one to Barcelona. <laughs> and I was like, 
Oh well, I've got the email anyway, and I actually <laughs> emailed before, and I got and I got a I got an email back to the scouting department to say, "I we've got an extensive scouting network. Um, if if we're interested, we would we we would." We would already care about you, type thing. <laughs> that, that, that is brilliant, mate. But it's the fact as well that you put the, the doctor stuff in as well. What is it about, like, you know, you've got all these stats, I've scored all these goals, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to play for your team, but, um, and if I can't get a job in the first team, I'll, I'll, I could join you as a club doctor. Was it sort of like that? <laughs> I, well, Aye. actually, see, see, um, see in American football. Aye. So when they're doing all their, uh, their assessments here in America, they didn't, they, they, they're really, really thorough. So they do like, they do interviews, they, they like when they're taking the, the kids for college, they look at their record, they look at their academics, they, they measure how many bench presses, how fast they can run uh, 40 yards, blah, 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 agility test and all that. But they also have to do an intelligence test called the, the Wanderlust score. So they're big on, like, Aye. Uh, uh, over there, they're big on this, like, will the player fit? So that, that probably helped me um, when they were kind of looking over stuff and then they uh, speak to each other. Kenny, see, see, your, see your CV? Um, did they have, like, Kenny Drucker appearances, goals, diagnoses? <laughs> Honestly, man, a doctor and a professional football player, man. Interesting, isn't it? I love it. Unbelievable. Did, have, has there been an incident on the field where you're the first one to run out going, oh, I'm a doctor, I've got it. I've got, you know what I mean? You've done that for? No, no, no. Out the, the road, let me do it. But there was, there was a boy um, at Air uh, United and uh, I was running through with him. Oh, no, I wasn't running through with him. The... the, the my strike partner was running through with the defender and the goalkeeper came out and the ball was bouncing for like a, uh, for, a for your goalkeeper kicking out and it bounced right up in the air and they were both looking up at the at the ball and the goalkeeper came out and he went to punch it and as he punched it his knee caught the air defender right in the right in the face and knocked him clean out cold and the, he was like there was blood everywhere and everything and he was like obviously unconscious so that is the only thing that I've ever had to really do anything just to try and like make sure his airway was alright but it's only a matter of seconds eh? I'm sure he would have been fine that's that comfort blanket if you're playing against a team in tennis any team if you're going to get a sore one you're going to be a bit more relaxed on tennis about see the thing is but man see if you get a badge and Kenny comes over and helps you then you're like, ah, I'll maybe just let him get one now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you got all your goals on it, Kenny. They were letting you score. Uh, see how hustle that, see how you obviously I'm talking about running on the pitch, helping a fellow football player. Have you ever been on a flight where they went, we need a doctor and all this kind of stuff like you see in the films? Uh, I have not. My, my, dad, my, dad's had to, uh, my dad's had to help a few times, eh? They had to divert a flight. Somebody was having a heart attack. My dad was kind of, kind of involved in that. Like I, I've done, I've I've done stuff. So I did some locum shifts up in the Highlands, and I've been to the Isle of Jura and all that. So I've done all the pre-hospital, uh, pre-hospital emergency care 
uh, courses and I've done like crowd doctor courses and that. So I, I'm, I'm, uh, I've done all the courses, but see if you've not got any like kit. Like it's really <laughs> difficult. You try to tell me that you can't do a tracheostomy with a knife and a pen. That's what I got to love you. <laughs> I'm not saying you carry, but I'm saying you should be. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, would you would you have a bigger a bigger passion for medicine or football? Be careful what you say, because your patients are going to be watching us. I oh, I no, no, but that's a kind of good. I think that's a good question. I, I, well, I think definitely. I'm not only a doctor that prefers playing football. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But it's in your blood, isn't it, mate? With it, well, I, mean, I, I think, uh, I, I'm, I mean, I think at the time when you're playing football, that's all you're thinking about. But mm-hmm. like, I, I um, uh, I'm into like off sport. Like, I mean, uh, I like, I like the football, but I follow things like the the NBA basketball, the NFL. The the, the it's so interesting. The, these the tactics and the way they evaluate players and all the rest of it. That, that, that's that was that's probably a real passion. Like I'm not going to be like uh, lying and saying that when I'm not at my work, when I'm not at my work, I'm sitting reading medical books all the time. But I'm sitting watching football. I'm sitting reading like about this player, that player, the NFL, like you know that stuff. Aye. So that's probably yeah, yeah. I would say that's probably the passion. But I, I enjoy my job. But the passion is sport. Aye, that's what that's why this that's one of the reasons that why this is so difficult to know because it's it's no one like I watch pretty much any sport. See the UFC was on at the weekend. I'm like, right, I'm. By the way, German football back this weekend. Right, Kenny. So you're talking about sports knowledge and all that kind of stuff. That leads us on nicely. Every week we have a wee quiz. You up for it, mate? A wee ninety second quiz. Aye, all right. Surely his questions need to be a lot harder since he's a doctor, no? I know. John, you better dug out some right hard questions this week. Cut, we've got a leaderboard, top of the leaderboard is Barry Ferguson with 12. David McCracken's bottom with 1. Alan Archibald and Brian Prunty are on 11. Myrtle McLeod's on 10. Ian Murray's on 7. Lee Miller, Jordan Young, Ross McCrory, Bob Malcolm are on 6. McAvenny's on 5 with Dick Campbell. And Lovin Kranz is on 3. What are you thinking? Who are you gunning for? As long as I as long as I get more than one, <laughs> mate, you need to. You're a doctor. No, I mean, come on, snap yourself in, Joker, because I'm asking the questions. Oh, <laughs> right, John, we get ninety seconds on the clock. We have indeed. Your time starts now. Who are Scotland's opponents in the Euro playoff? Israel. What team used to play their home games at the Dell? Southampton. Who's the Scotland's men team all-time leading goal scorer? Kerry Douglas. How, ma- how many goals did you score for Real Salt Lake? Three. What Scottish team are nicknamed the Suns? Dumbarton. Offer Marciano plays for which Scottish Premiership side? Livingston. Alan Boxic played for which international side? Croatia. In what year did you win the second division with Livingston? 2011. Who is the current manager of East Fife? Derek Young. What English Premiership club is currently at the centre of a takeover bid? Newcastle. What town are Forest Green from? 
Manchester. How many league goals did you score for Gretna in the third division? 38. What team did Jermaine Defoe play for before Rangers? Bournemouth. Central Demolition are the sponsors of which Scottish team? Falkirk. Who did you move to after Hamilton? St Johnston. The Dunhamers is the nickname of which club? Queen of the South. Which ex-Celtic striker is the We'll just go through the wrong answers for you, Kenny, before we give you the score. That wasn't him, any. <laughs> Marciano plays for Hibs, not Livingston. It's Darren Young, not Derek Young, that's in the five. You were unlucky with that one. Um, Forest Green play in a place called Nailsworth in Gloucestershire. I can't wait to hear the score here. But mm-hmm. apart Forest from Green, that... Forest Green are, Forest Green are the, the chairman's this like, big green... Aye. Eco Warrior. Totally Eco Warrior. You can't so, everything, man. Listen, not only is he knowledgeable about medicine and Gradle's ailments, <laughs> not only knowledgeable about football, but he's also top of the football that yeah! over 13 points. Yeah! 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 I need to get you on. 13 points. Whoa. Ah, brilliant. Okay, can I just say, I was reading the questions like Johnny fucking Five there, trying to get through these Ah, questions. notice mate, you done well. He's been raging for weeks because Barry Ferguson's tapping the leaderboard. <laughs> you done well for me. You done well for me. I can't wait Barry comes round for dinner on Sunday and I can slag him up. <laughs> Here, Kenny, well, can you keep in touch with me with this Miralgia Paris Valetica? I'll send you our uh, patient information leaflet. Could you please, mate? Um, could you get what one uh, my number off one of the boys? Because it is, it's keeping me up at night, and I know I'm just getting damn fed up. They're damn fed up with it. Aye, aye. I'll, I'll send, I'll send you something on. That'd be great, mate. Thanks very much. <laughs> Kenny, I would really appreciate it if you done that as well. Cause see, every year we're doing pant. We does my fucking. He doesn't get on about it every year, man. Honestly, aye, you must be fed up with a moaning about that. Eh? Every day, every day. Honestly. Well, Look, I'm a broke, my body's broken. I've been wrestling for a 15-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Who's the most famous wrestler you've ever uh, been in the ring against? Um, I've wrestled the WWE champion now. I've wrestled the WWE. I beat him at the SEC, Drew McIntyre. I've uh, tagged with Vader. Uh, I've wrestled Santino Marella, Scotty Too Hotty. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Hornswoggle, I've wrestled Hornswoggle. Um, who else have I wrestled? You were at a party with Hulk Hogan, weren't you? I've, 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 I was, I've, I've, I've partied with Hogan. I've, I've done a lot, mate. A lot. A lot. <laughs> I was in a 10-man tag, tag, ten tag team match. And Jeff Hardy was involved. I mean, it was a big scuffle. I managed to go and get a couple of fucking digs into Jeff Hardy. So... <laughs> Right. That's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. You get any questions for me? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any more questions for me? Welcome this week's guest. It's Gredo. <laughs> hey, cheers, thanks Kenny boy. Doctor. Thanks, Doctor. Hey, boy. Thanks for having me on. Honestly, mate. Take care. And thanks for your work in the front line. True superstar, mate, on the front line. Hero. Out there, doing it. You're a hero, mate. And also the most knowledgeable guest that we've had on yet. Yeah. Talking yes. to three. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com.
Well, everybody, another fantastic episode. In my opinion, a football daft comes to a halt for the week. <laughs> we just get planned for the weekend trips. I know every day feels like a weekend for some ease. Right, I've got a right good routine at the weekend, don't I? Really? Every Friday night, me and the boys go online, play pro clubs, and sit and get pissed. Right? Fantastic. We do that, we catch up, brilliant. Saturday night, me and the missus and all my pals do a quiz, and we sit and get pissed. So it's Is that a good day in that, Bob? I've been totally put off for that, and all my Mate, family. I've enjoyed that because it's all my, it's Tam and Burton. Ah, uh, you're the usual suspects, suspects mate. Aye. Aye, so it's good. And, and, just put the gazebo up. Two weeks to go to the hot tub arrives. Mate, are you getting, are you getting a full buff to the hot tub or are you getting a lazy spa? It's just one of the blow up ones, aye. Like Is it a lazy spa? Is it a lazy spa? Who the fuck did you get one of them? Nicka ordered it online. She ordered that about, she ordered that about four weeks ago. No, I've been phoning B&Q and the range and all that, and pure name dropping and giving oh. it fucking, it's Grado here episodes of River City and all that shit, trying to get a fucking, trying to get a lazy spa. Uh-huh. <laughs> episodes of River City. That's how you're not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because see the guy at B&Q, he went, I don't like River City. <laughs> <laughs> he said. <laughs> Do you think they've got extra stock for fucking acting in the back? Well, what I said was maybe I goes to one of the guys like, go and get a wee fucking phone when they're in in the morning. They'll fucking jump in, but it's, nah, it's not good. <laughs> no, but that's, that's what I've been doing every weekend. So I've been doing that this weekend. What about you, boys? I have been pretty much the same, Steve, every Friday night. We've been uh, doing a quiz. I feel bad for doing that now. I've been, I've been writing the quizzes, so I've been like a quiz master, can I? I can imagine you're good at that. After, after on a Saturday night, my wee cousin tends to do a wee concert via Facebook Live. And I'll be <laughs> listening, lad. Um, have a fucking, have a good one, have a good Aye. weekend. Aye. Right, so thanks to Kenny Duker, thanks to Chris Muller, thanks to everybody that submitted um, their, their, their questions or their answers and stuff like that. If you want to rate, review or subscribe to all our shit on social media, please do. It's very easy to do so. It only leaves me with one more thing to do, and that is to leave the show with the number one wrestling entrance theme song in British wrestling currently. He's only made... How many appearances you been in the ring? Two. Two, two, two times, but he has the best theme music. Let's roll the credits with the rock version. Shell Suit Bob Entrance Music version one. <laughs> Thanks to Stephen Purden. Thanks to Chris Thanks Cole. to Stephen Purden. Whoa! Fuck my fucking ball, you cunt! <laughs> fucking hell! And thanks to Grado! And thanks to Crystal! Thanks to Crystal! <laughs> 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 <laughs>